Podcast. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to Missing the Point. I'm Joe Malkin. He's Rayshawn Buchanan, and we're a long time. We're doing this solo. We have no rules with, without Dad here. There is no Craig uh, tonight as we are recording on our own, uh, so we'll see if this works. Uh, it, it did the last time we did it, so it should this time. But welcome in to Missing the Point. Our uh, our episode this week uh, with Ray and I, is it, it's an interesting one because for the first time uh, in a long time, Ray and I have disagreed on a lot of things this week. Uh, in terms of football and, as we just learned, uh, in the world of the Boston Celtics. Uh, so, Ray, let's start off with, let's talk about week 13 of the NFL because, you know, Dave, Dave's been saying it for a while. Bobby's kind of echoed it, and I think we're all on board that this has been one of the most exciting NFL seasons in a very long time, and not just from a Patriots standpoint, just in general. The storylines, yeah. whether good or bad, they it's been you know, when, whether we're talking about the Detroit Lions or the Houston Texans or Mac Jones, Tom Brady, you know, it's Aaron Rodgers, uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Now, it's just been a fun season as, you know, it's interesting as a new age of quarterback is starting to emerge uh, in the NFL and some of the older guys are getting phased out, except for Tom Brady. Again, timeless, timeless Tom. So, but Ray, let's talk about the New England Patriots because... Our New England Patriots now sit atop the AFC uh, after their 14 to 10 Monday night football win over the Buffalo Bills. And uh, you, it's almost like to you, this was a loss, which is funny because it wasn't. Obviously, you said after the game, it was a huge win. This is gigantic. Uh, Sean McDermott was out coached, blah, 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 all this other stuff. But during the game, you were. <laughs> You, you were like Bobby watching a Cowboys game. Uh, it was, it was stressful. Yeah. That's, that's, that's why I was laughing at you opening it up. Cause I was just like, man, I was so, I, I just could, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I said, yo, like Earl Campbell's not walking through this door. Franco Harris is not walking through this door. Larry Zonka is not walking through this door. John Riggers is not walking through this door. Uh, the guy I couldn't remember, Otis Anderson. Otis Anderson. Was, yeah, Otis Anderson. That's the, finally, I got him, Dave. I got him. Yeah, we got it. Hey, Dave, we want that point. Yeah. <laughs> Give us a point. You know, these guys are walking through the door. So 
I said, yo, you have 48 plays on offense and you run um, 97% of the time. I I was just, I just figured at some point, I'm like, yo, like you have to at least, you know, just, I mean, can we get a screen? Like, I mean, I, and I know, you know Kevin Falk and James Water not there. I get it. You know, it's just not that error, but it's like, my God, like you get a five, a six yard pass, but you know, hey, I, I was proven wrong. And I've never been happier to be proven wrong. I want to go back. I wish I screenshotted the conversation we were having during the mm-hmm. game just to read the back and forth transcript between us because it was, it was wild. No, I, I mean, yeah, I, I know obviously we have so many messages today um, in our group chat, but no, I mean, yeah, it was, I was just like, yo, like this is not next to me five. Like you cannot just keep running and keep running and keep running. But then, you know, I, and I, and I wrote this in the group chat, like it was amazing. It really seemed like the 2014 AFC championship game. Now, obviously that was a blowout and you know, we was at home, uh, you know, Laguerre Blunt was just doing whatever he wanted to do that day. Really whoever touched the ball, but they was doing whatever they wanted. But, Four rushing touchdowns that day. That's that's what this game was reminiscent of, just without the you know the massive uh, touchdowns. I loved that Damian Harris was the guy that scored it. You know, I am even though we, you know you and I are Stevenson guys. Like I, oh yeah, give me Damian Harris every day of the week. Yeah, I was on the Harris bandwagon, so I was like, yeah, let's go. So I was pleased to see that he had hundred yards. I was pleased to see that Stevenson uh, had a great game, but because. I know there's still so many Mac Jones haters out there. I just wanted him to at least have 100 yards. <laughs> and I know it doesn't matter to the outside world. That's, that's, that's just a, it's a personal thing. Because if someone said it to me off, uh, on, on Facebook yesterday, which is true, it was like, there's no way Brady would have threw it three or four times. There's no way. There's no way. I was just going to, I was just going to kind of rebut what you were saying. And you just segued into it of the worst thing that happened to Mac Jones. And it would have been the way it was with any quarterback in New England. Right. The worst thing is that they came after the 20-year legacy of Tom Brady. Right. And, no, you, you can look back at the 2001 season, and, you know, it's interesting. I heard somebody make a comparison or, or come say something the other day that we have to compartmentalize and separate the fact that this team is not like the 2001 team, but the feelings of the fans around the team is what it felt like in 2001. Right. And, and I'll, I'll say it till the cows come home. Mac Jones is not Tom Brady. Tom Brady is not Mac Jones. You know, there's not a guy in front of Mac Jones that's going to get knocked out by Mo Lewis on the sideline, and then he's going to have to come in, and there's going to be no expectations. Unfortunately, there's every single expectation on Matt Jones, uh, Mac Jones. So the haters are going to sit here and say these things. Well, Brady wouldn't have done that, and Brady wouldn't have done this. Well, Nope, probably not, because Brady had a different skill set than Mac Jones. And that's not a bad thing. It's it's not necessarily a good thing in all phases. But it's it's a, still a Bill Belichick coach team. And the way Bill Belichick coached that team and coached circles around Sean McDermott, except for one mistake, which we'll talk about in a minute, he coached circles around McDermott and knew exactly what he was doing. And he threw off McDermott's game plan defensively because he thought that they were going to at least throw the ball a little bit. And they didn't, and they just pounded the rock, and they just kept going into the defensive line, which that defensive front seven, I mean, that's a good defense. That's a very good defense. Even, right. even without, uh, who are they missing? Tredarius White. Even without him, that is still a very good defense. And um, Bill did exactly what he needed to do. Sean McDermott always gets his knickers in a bunch when the Patriots go up to Buffalo. He always seems to just have a bad day. Win or lose, he just seems like he had a bad day. 
And, yeah. and I, I don't know if it's just the adrenaline or what it is, but back to the Mac Jones, Tom Brady thing, Mac Jones is not Tom Brady. He's never going to be Tom Brady. He's going to be Mac Jones. Right. And if he can win a game as an NFL quarterback, completing two of three passes for 19 yards, more power to him, more yeah. power to him. I mean, he's still the quarterback. He still had to run the offense. I mean, we, we look at some of these college teams that have been and are successful running the, the wing T or the triple option and it works. And that was a modified triple option wing T offense. And, and Mac wasn't even running. I think he rolled out th- twice. Once on the screen and and once on the other pass to the sideline to Aguilar that was incomplete. His, yeah. his only incompletion of the night. Remember that. Only incompletion of the night. So, you know, it's just, it's so interesting to watch that game because the back and forth you and I had going, and I was sitting with Craig and we were watching the game and we were both like, wow, Ray's really just, he's really wound up. And it's like, yeah, throw the ball. But what what was amazing to me is that one, they scored that touchdown because they probably did, they didn't expect to score that touchdown. But the moment Damian Harris broke that run mm-hmm. and scored, the game was over. And I know you didn't think so all the time, and I didn't either, but I said it to you on Twitter afterwards of yeah. when you said if they threw the ball, they could have had this game locked up earlier. I think they had it the moment Damian Harris crossed that goal line because I don't think either coach expected it. I don't think any of the fans expected it in, in mm-hmm. attendance or sitting on either one of our couches. I didn't expect it. He right. took off, and then, and then that was it. And then you have the second best kicker in the league. I, as long as Justin Tucker's in the league, Nick Folk can be number. You know how we feel, yeah. You know yeah. How we feel, right. Yeah. Ju- ju- uh, only jersey I would buy right now is Justin Tucker for myself, anyway. Uh, but but it was over at that point, and it was just a it was such a weird game to watch because it was a lot of fun, and it wasn't yeah. bad football. Everybody's like, "Well, it's bad football." No, that's that's good football. That's fun football because Bill Belichick. That's exactly the the type of game plan that they try and run on on a weekly basis and and it worked yeah i mean well and i, I wanted to go back because you brought up something about uh you said that there's no one in front of mac jones to have like a mo lewis moment is it fair to say that the mo lewis moment came when they you know released cam and the was just like okay now it's on you buddy we're not we're not gonna have someone there that's behind your shoulder it's like now it's, it's on you um you gotta deliver and you know Really, outside the Saints game, he has. You know, the Saints game was was the worst game of the year, obviously, on all fronts, not just yeah. offensively. Defensively, they just they just sucked. Uh, you know, Mr. Crabway just came in and just did whatever he uh, he he wanted. But, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I have to say, I, I have to be transparent. I, I definitely contradicted myself. I think I said it in the, in the chat. I said, you know, I said, well, why, don't we, why don't we go back and do what, you know, we used to do, go against what people thought we were going to do. And you just said it, right? You said people that they thought it was going to pass. Usually it was okay. It's windy. Like, yeah, throw it all over the field. See if you can go, you know, 20 of 30 for even 250, a touchdown and call it. That's what I thought was going to happen. Right. Like, they, they went against the green. Like you said, once Damian Harris broke, uh, which really was the same play that Tennessee ran against us the week before. Right. <laughs> and, yeah. Or two weeks ago. And, 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 you know, just ran through the middle. It was, it was like, oh, okay, well, wait a minute. Well, if that happened here, maybe we could do this up there. And, it, it literally was, you know, uh, that's the only time Jesse, Josh, I, I wasn't Jesse. It was taught. It was I taught t- side uh, formation and uh, he, he scored. So, yeah, but like I said, at the end of the day, like I said, I'm happy with the win. Like I said, they are. I don't know if they're still the best team in the NFL. Like I said, we'll get into that when we discuss uh, Bobby's power breakers. But it's just I just think that they everything has fallen right for them, kind of like it did in 2001 yeah. when, you know, certain things you just thought. 
I was okay. Well, you know, can they be Pittsburgh? Can they do this? Can they do that? And they just kept finding a way. I will say this is the biggest signature win, you know, you know, and I think I, I got a little drunk with it, right? You know, when you smack the Jets, you smack Cleveland. And once again, we can say we will about Cleveland, not Cleveland being Cleveland on paper. It's a good football on paper. Team. Cleveland's a very good team with or without whoever was on the field. Like they, they are a very good team, especially defensively. And yep. we got wherever we wanted. You know, the Chargers got smacked around. Tennessee got smacked around. Atlanta got, got shut out. So, like, to me, I was expecting, like, I, I like, and me and Mike said it. I was like, yeah, they'll, they'll win in Buffalo. But I wasn't expecting that. I was thinking, like, okay, we come in there. Kind of like the Monday night game a couple of years ago when McCordy sure. uh, clicked them off and ran it back. That's what I was expecting. I was expecting that type of... And I'm like, he almost had him. Asian Phillips almost had him at, at, at the end. But I'm just glad that they knocked it down and it was game over. But I was just being greedy. I said, like, I wanted dominance. And I, I said that a few times. I just wanted dominance. And it was dominant. I was going to say, it, it was it was dominant. Well, and that's the thing. You look at the game. And, I mean, obviously, obviously Buffalo is a, is a I called them a wagon in the preseason. I don't, they were. I mean, they're seven and five, so they've got a broken wheel. Um, but they're still, that's a good football team, man, but they're, they're being exposed. They're being exposed. And, you know, we talk about the mastery of Bill Belichick. We've talked about it for so many years, whether it was on, on the radio when we were in college or now, or just through social media over the years. And some people out your homer, no, Bill, Bill Belichick is a master. He just exposed the entire Buffalo Bills coaching staff, Buffalo Bills team. He's got Sean McDermott. In, in a tizzy, he doesn't know what to do with himself. And, you know, Josh Allen is is a very good quarterback. He's kind of like Ricky Vaughn from uh, Major League. Yeah, he yep. can throw the shit out of the ball, but he doesn't know where it's going kind of yeah. thing. Uh, he's also my fantasy quarterback. Still got me 14 points on Monday Night Football. I was going to lose anyway. I was down like 40 going into the game. But Yeah, <laughs> same. Yeah, right. But it, it was just, it was masterful and it was dominant. And... Ever since that loss to Dallas and Bill took over the play calling on defense, it's been a completely different feel on both sides of the ball. And I keep saying it to to everyone, and I'll I'll say it to all the listeners. Bill took the leash off of the team, and he said, go. This is our game plan. You all understand it. Let's go run it. Let's go play some football. And they're having fun. They don't look stiff. Even Mac Jones, just in his press conferences, go back and listen to a press conference from like week two uh, after the win against the Jets. And then mm-hmm. go and listen to the win against Buffalo, where he threw for 19 yards. The kids just having fun. They're having fun. Yeah. And it's not supposed to be fun to play for Bill Belichick. But right now, when you're on a seven-game winning streak and you're atop the AFC, you're the number one seed in the AFC when, yeah. when you were two and four. You know, I mean, Anthony Treesh, we talk about it so many times. He predicted them to have four or five wins. They've more than doubled it. They've, du- they've doubled that four-win total. Mike says it too all the time that he was playing it safe. And at that point it was a safe bet because I mean, we've seen what Cam Newton has done now in Carolina. He's not, he's clearly not the guy he was when he first got here even. So, you know, it it just, yeah, this is kind of all tying it back to like what you said about that being his Mo Lewis moment with Cam Newton getting cut. Yeah, I would probably say so, but I've said it from the beginning. I think they knew they were going with Mac Jones when they drafted him. And I think that through camp and the preseason, they realized that was the right choice. And they said, well, oh, well, this kid can play. This kid's smart. He's an intelligent quarterback. He's had private quarterback coaches since he was eight years old. This kid's not messing around. That's 15 years of, of having private quarterback coaching. 
and now he's playing for the best coach in, in arguably NFL history. Sure, there's a lot of really good coaches that have coached in the NFL, but right now, Bill's probably the top of the list. But yeah, you know, I'm with you. It was weird because we were saying the same thing, but I was like, you know, don't throw the ball because you make a mistake. And it was about letting them make the mistakes. And at the end of the day, they did. And I got to tell you, why can't I think of Brian's first name? The DB, 41. Oh, uh, Miles Bryant. Miles Bryant. He is, he's a good football player. Like yeah. he is a role player de- defender. Like he, he came in in a big spot and played his position perfectly. And, and granted the defensive line, the front seven has played outstanding. Um, mm. Barrymore has been more than I, he right now might be the best draft pick from this year's draft for the Patriots. And that's, that's over Mac Jones. Like he might be the best, the best draft. I mean, Stevenson, yeah, Stevenson has has been very good. I, I would say most important, maybe not the best, but most sure. important. Sure, I think that I think that the way that that he and uh, Judon kind of play off each other, I think that that just lends itself to to, to greatness. And yeah. you know, Adrian Phillips has been playing outstanding. Uh, Matthew Judon is just a a man. He is a man amongst boys. I mean, he is just outstanding, and I'm so happy. He, you know, I was scared when, again, when Mike asked Karen Garrigan about him, him being a Darius Thomas, and I'm just so happy he's, he's just, he's playing football and he's having yeah, a good yeah, time. He's, he's been nothing like, like that. Like he, he's been more like Alder Smith before. Oh, before he got arrested again today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, wow. Yeah. That, that's what he's been more like. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm thankful because like I said we needed a Chandler Jones type guy up front and now, and now they have that high towers return to form. Thank God. You know, I'm rocking, uh, you know, the other 54, the original 54, Teddy Bruschi. Um, <laughs> I, I made a comparison real, real quick to, to high tower. Cause just to mm-hmm. kind of, to, to play devil's advocate off of your high tower take there, mm-hmm. he looked slow and old to me the other night. Yes, the, the other night, but it, uh, as of late, he's been better, thankfully. Uh, and I compared him to Gerard Mayo at the end of his career. And, and quickly, Craig kind of half-corrected me and was like, well, Gerard Mayo had a lot of injuries at the end of his career. I said, true. I said, I, you know, Hightower had an injury, but he was also out last year. He he chose not to play during the COVID season. And and I just I see so many comparisons where he had such a tough time covering the, the running backs for Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And really the only one that's actually speedy is Matt Breida. I mean, Zach Moss and Devin Singletary are not, they're not speedsters. And and he was getting beat to the edge and not on yeah. run plays, just on pass plays. He was just getting beat and, and Allen was able to find him in the, in the flat, but it, I agree with you. He's looked better. He's such a leader that he makes up for his deficiencies in the, in, in the pass game. Yep. 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 Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, listen, even Mills has been somewhat serviceable. I mean, I, I, I've talked about wanting him uh, not even get on the bus after certain games, but he's gotten better. Like I said, Miles Bryant has, has been great. Um, you know, think about the early years, right? So guys like Eugene Wilson, uh, so Bucky Jones. Uh, Earthwind Moreland. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's like there's just, there's just so many. You know, so many names also that we can give, but that's how he's passing that together. And, you know, obviously, you know, I missed Gilmore and I wanted Gilmore because I think I, I can only imagine how much better they would have been with Gilmore and Jackson there with Jude on doing this. Like, my God, sure. we may be instead of nine to four, maybe 11 to two. Who knows? 
Um, they probably win the Dallas game. They probably win, you know, they probably win the Tampa game too, honestly. Um, you know, going back at that. So, uh, but either way, like I said, I, there's no way if any of us saw something in a row, we're, we're lying. But I'm beyond, I'm happy, glad, as my grandmother would say, the word happy, glad. I'm happy, glad uh, that they're on this streak and that they're playing uh, this brand of football. And, you know, just to pump the chest a little bit, uh, and, you know, Craig, when you, when you do this, you know, this could be the sound bite, one of the sound bites. Uh, so the listeners out there that don't like New England, I have to say this, just when you thought it was safe, just when you thought it was safe to say that it was over, that you couldn't, that, you know, the dynasty was over, just like that, these motherfuckers are back. And they don't have to win the Super Bowl for it to be proven, because if they go into the playoffs, as the one seed coming off a seven and nine season, it'll it'll all be it'll all be right again. And you know, I've heard this and I've I've said this so much of you know the Buffalo Bills thought they had they thought they had it. They thought the run was over. That was it. It was done. Tom Brady's yep. gone. Patriots are done for. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah, and I'm like to, to me, and I mean I we didn't touch on it, but I I will. It, it, this is a good segue into this. Poyer and, and Micah Hyde's responses let me know they're rattled. They're rattled. If they were rattled, I'm not granted. The, the media guys. Yeah, the whole deal. No, I'm, I know what I'm saying, but I'm, I'm saying those are the ones that answer. So, I mean, I figure like they're, sure. they're the pulse. They're the pulse of, of the team. So, I just feel like, you know, even McDermott, like they're, they're rattled. So, even though I thought, I think they'll come in here and win in a few weeks, like after no hearing way. what they said. No, no, I, I'm saying, I'm saying, well, that's what I thought before. You know, I, I, I said, well, I said, well, went up there because I think we've been phenomenal on the road. And uh, just a quick aside, I always think about something I heard uh, the legend Isaiah Thomas, not not Celtics legend, but uh, Pistons legend Isaiah Thomas. Chuck Daly asked him a long time ago when they won their, their back-to-back uh, rings in 89 and 90. He said, does everyone, how does everyone feel about winning on the, all, how does everyone feel about just winning one game? Like, I'm paraphrasing, but basically they all felt that, you know, game on the line, they could win one game. So he basically said, okay, cool. Home court's not a, home court doesn't matter to us. Nope. Just put us in the end. And that, that's what's happening here. They're winning on the road. So if they were to drop to five, like a like a, a media host was hoping that they did so he could talk shit about it today. Uh, well, oh, well, it, 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 it didn't happen. But they've proven great teams win on the road. So if they did drop to two because Kansas City or someone else can't despise, I'm not worried that they can go on the road and get one any anywhere. Sure. Anywhere. Um, even though their first game would be at home, obviously, but yeah, the division around or, or AFC championship game, if they're to get there, I'm not, uh, I was more worried about them winning at Gillette, honestly, until recently. Well, yeah, after the, after but, the first, yeah, after the game, game I was like, season. oh my God. Yeah, I was nervous about that, but yeah, yeah, Buffalo definitely looks rattled, and I'm not sure, like, I'm, they, uh, Brian Flores might get them next week, too. Like, that's not a far fetch. Well, they're, they're at, they're at Tampa next week. Oh, Tampa, okay, I don't, okay, I don't know why I thought it was at, at uh, so they they have five. That, that's a a good segue. They they have five games left. They they have five games left. Three of which are at home. Two okay. of which are on the road. The okay. three home games they have December nineteenth uh, against the Panthers, mm-hmm. January second against the Falcons, and January 9th against the Jets. Now, if the Buffalo Bills play like the Buffalo Bills, they should win those three games. Right, easily, easily. But now the Jets have been sneaky. The Jets have been weird the last mm-hmm. few weeks because uh, Robert. Uh, Salah is not going to lay down to, to anybody. Nope. He's, I, I, I like him so much, and I, I think the Jets are going to be all right eventually. The Falcons are streaky. They they can be good and bad. The Panthers, mm-hmm. the Panthers are done. I mean, the Panthers started off hot, but 
without Christian McCaffrey. And if they can't figure out the quarterback uh, situation down there, they have completely mismanaged that quarterback situation. It's an absolute S show. But yeah. the last two away games of the season are at Tampa and at New England. And that's dangerous because if you, the, the way Sean McDermott, like you just said, he's rattled. I, I am, I have been of the mind of, I'm not going to sit here and root for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because Tom mm-hmm. Brady is there. Like, right. I'm just, I'm just not going to do that. Like, I don't, I don't mind seeing him do well. Like, great. They won the Super Bowl. He's the best quarterback of all time. Right. Love you. Mean it, you know, whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I hope. Tampa puts up 45 on Buffalo this week. I want to see him. I want to see him put up 45 on Buffalo and just, and I don't care if it ends 45, 44. I just want to see Buffalo get beat because you're right. He is rattled. And now he just had to play the professor and now he's got to go play the greatest of all time. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it don't, it don't get any easier. And like I say, now, now that Gronk is, uh, is back. And that's the key. People could talk about, what happened with AB or what happened with Evans or Godwin or Scotty Miller? None of that matters. Yep. 87 is on as, as, as you know, me and Mike have, have banged our chest saying this. Um, even I know he's more mad at Gronk than I am. Um, but 87 is on. That's the best duo I've ever seen. Absolutely. <laughs> like, it's just like that. It's, and we've it's seen some really good duos too. Yeah, for, yeah, for sure. For sure. What, you know what I'm saying? So we see some great duos up here, but it's, it's, it's like, you know, it's unbelievable what, what they're able to do. And they're about to break another record, I think, soon. So, yeah, I, I, I hope I hope they destroy them like Indianapolis destroyed them. That, that's what I want to see. Forget about 45-44. Forget about I want to see what Indianapolis did. So, you know, wow. Four year fifteen. That's what I want. <laughs> this Bills team is just so it's there's such a strange football team because they yeah. should be they should be so much better. And like they, yeah. they but then you know they lose to the Titans, which the Titans are a good football team. Right. They shut out the Texans, but then they lose to the Jaguars. They yep. blow out the Jets and then and then get blown out by the Colts. You know, and again, the yep. Jets are a bad football team right now, and the Colts mm-hmm. are an, uh, the Colts are an above average football team for what it's worth. I mean, if we're putting it yeah. on a scale of one to ten. They're like a 5.75, a six. Like the Colts aren't a bad football team. Then they go and blow out the Saints and then they lose that dogfight to the Patriots. Now, the biggest thing, and I know we're kind of getting into the the Buffalo Bills mindset here, but Mm. if he goes out and gets beat up by by Tampa after getting beat up by Bill and Mm. the Patriots, Mm. I feel like he could get beat by the Panthers just because he's going to go into that game against the Panthers looking ahead to the game in New England the following weekend. You know what I mean? Like he, they realistically could lose four in a row here. Now they realistically could win. They could win two out of the next three. They could come in here and beat New England. They, they, they should beat the Panthers. That's a, that's a good yeah. football team in Buffalo. But I, I just think, I think what a lot of what it is, is, and we just talked about how they thought they had it. They thought it was theirs. And I think that pressure is getting to McDermott because he, he, because it was like, you could skate when you had it. But now mm-hmm. you don't you don't have it anymore. You are you are the seventh seed. The Buffalo Bills right. were the one seed at one point in the yep. AFC. They they are they are now the seventh seed. They, yep. they are they are fighting off the bottom of the barrel for the for the final playoff spot with five weeks to go. Yeah, it's, I mean that de- de- definitely a tough scene. But people forget last year too. You know, even though I know we we were going off about it in in, in the moment. Where are Cam Newton fumble away from them being them in Buffalo? Cam Newton was Cam Newton was giving them work too up there at Buffalo. They and 
Oh, Bill always Bill always gives them work up there. Like no, I'm saying I'm saying, but I'm saying Cam they they couldn't yeah. even stop Cam. So right. and they couldn't stop they couldn't stop Cam last year. And I say they technically well not technically they do got better weapons right now than what we had last year. So DJ Moore, I know Curtis Samuels is gone. He's up in Washington, but they 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 may mess around. So yeah, that that's not necessarily it's it's even Buffalo should win, but like you said, it, it won't be a shocker if. Uh, Carolina either comes in or wherever the game's at, and uh, it's in Buffalo. It can't, yeah, camp has one throwback uh, performance, uh, whether it's where his legs or PJ Walker. Let PJ Walker go beat him. I don't, I don't, I don't care if it's Steve Burline. I, I just, I just, I just need, <laughs> I just, I just need, or Jake DeLong, whoever you want to put there. Like I, you know, bring back the all, all Carolina team. You know, bring back uh, Jordan Gross. Bring all the, bring all the guys back. I, I just need. Uh, to see, you know, this team going shambles, but it looks like they're already there in shambles. And you know, you just, you just love, love to see it. But like I said, just when you thought it was safe, we're back. Wait, I'm back. I'm back. Yeah, right. I'm back. Oh, sorry, Kim. <laughs> hey, I, I do just want to point out too that uh, while we, while we all thought they were kind of down and out, we, I don't want to leave the Miami Dolphins out of this conversation because they're still in the playoff hunt. They, they, they have, they have four games left, and, uh, and they are in a good position where mm-hmm. if they can keep winning and winning the games that they're supposed to, they could, they could overtake Buffalo for the number two spot in the East. So I'll say they're a half a game behind. They're a game and a half behind. I, I think they will. And I, I'll say that I'll put that on, on wax right now. I, I think they will. Flores clearly can coach to us finally playing. Well, my God, you know, and, and, and Logan Ryan, sir, really? You, 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 it wasn't like you was locked down here in, in, in New England. Well, come, come on. Some of why I'm left handed. I could throw two yards. Really? Wait, well, he, he, he just torched y'all. How about that? And I, I said, by, by two standards, you know, he's been looking like left handed Drew Brees the last, uh, you know, few weeks. So if that's the guy that's going to be around, then they're, they're going to be around because a Brian Forrest team is going to defend. They defend. Um, so, and then, you know, when you have Gusecki and, oh, my God, Jalen Waddle, oh, my God, this guy is phenomenal. Like, it just, it makes me think, like, I really wish, and granted, he wasn't going to do this because they just wasn't going to, you know, just give it up to, to us in the division. But could you imagine if we had the sixth pick in 15th and we had drafted Waddle and they got Mac at 15th? Oh, my God. Or, or, or. We had got Parsons at six, and then oh, oh my God! Like, I, see, but we can we can go back and play that game. But right now, I, mean, I, 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 I was, I was, I was, I was on a Jalen Waddle uh, training. He was just, he was just someone that was hurt. Obviously. Oh sure, but I was like, no, nah, he, he can, he, he can play. He's working himself into the top ten conversation in in, in a few years. Um, but he's been dominant down there in Miami, so they got a good thing going down there. I, I, I do think they have a legit shot. Or I'll, I'll book it. They, they will become the second uh, team. Uh, in the East, and you know, but this season comes to a tragic end. Uh, when we show up at uh, so, so my age at Pro Player Stadium, no, at Hard Rock, it was Pro Player when you were living down there, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, that's true, you're, you're right, it was, and then it started out, you're right, that's true. So, so, but here, so it's funny, it's funny you mentioned the wide receivers because so here's the thing, here's this has kind of been the new thing in the NFL, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, what did what did Cincinnati do for Joe Burrow? They went out and got Jamar Chase, what did mm-hmm. Miami do for Tua. They went out and got Jalen Waddle. So who's the who's the starting wide receiver in uh Alabama right now 
that can that played with uh, Mac Jones that can come out next year and help him. That's all we got to do. Oh, you, I, boy, he, he just got hurt, unfortunately. But my, I mean, Jordan Jalen Wall, he came back and dominated. But yeah, oh, oh, my, my guy, John Mechie the third. I'm, yeah. I'm on the bandwagon. I'm, I'm looking at him right now. Yeah, John, John Mechie the third <laughs> is that. That listen, man. I, I was, I was, I was upset. I was, I felt for him that he got hurt because, like I said, I, I am on the bandwagon. But I'm like, please, 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 let him fall. Let teams get nervous. And I get it. They probably not going to get nervous because they said, well, shit, Jalen Waddle was out here, got hurt, and he came back and did well. But please, please, <laughs> like, let, just let him keep falling. Just let him fall into our laps. Because Mac Jones and John Mitchell had a phenomenal rapport at Alabama. Just go back and watch the tape. You see him catching deep bombs all the time. He's not super big, but he's quick. Um, he's sure-handed. Like, I'm, listen, I'm sorry. I turned it into a couple when it comes to John Mechie III. Like, I'm, 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 I'm a fan. Um, I think wherever he goes, he's going to do well, which we're probably going to fuck around and get drafted by Pittsburgh. And he come up that shit over there. Yeah, well, they're, they're, they're about to get a new quarterback, too, so. Yeah, 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 that, that, that's true. But, yeah, listen, yeah, John Mechie, that's the guy. I think they got another guy that's a junior that might be coming out, too, so. He's a, he, uh, was, he's a transfer, though, Johnson. Yeah, yeah, so. Yeah. Listen, whatever, whatever he can do, Bill, please, please. Yeah. I, I know, I know, I know drafting wide receivers is not your thing, especially that early. But I'm, I'm telling you, man, you're, you're already, you got, you got a good foundation now. Bring, go, go find a way to get John Mechie the third and watch Mac become even more of what we thought he was going to be or what he can be going forward. Because I think if he has those guys to get the yards after the catch, it's, it's, it's about to be, it, it, it's it's going to be a problem. It's already a problem now. How how they're playing because they're, they're top five in offense and defense. You know, so uh, imagine that. Listen, Mac Mac Jones, Mac Jones's career. It's like it's like Denzel Washington said as Herman Boone and remember the Titans. It's like Novocaine. Give it time. It always works. Hey, hey boom. Exactly. So we we've we've talked about the Patriots win over the Bills and kind of where the Patriots are at this point and what where we see the Bills and we even kind of give you a little bit of the Dolphins. But let's talk about this week uh, week thirteen slate of games because we had we had some interesting games some some interesting stuff happened this week in the NFL. Uh, the Houston Texans were shut out for the second time in three weeks uh, nice. or four weeks and uh, they have been mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. The first team to be mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. And that was determined prior to the Detroit Lions getting their first win this week. So the Detroit Lions were 0-10-1, and, and the Texans were, were... It's just... It's such a perfect storm. It's such a perfect storm for this Houston this Houston franchise. I mean, they just... They have they have a crappy owner. They have a, uh, a, a crappy uh, president of football operations. Uh, you know, I, I won't speak poorly about Nick Casario because I, I like Nick Casario. Should have left Nick. Their their head coach, uh, David Cully. He's he's fine. I got no problem with him. I got no problem with the players either. But it, it clearly is a top down, and it's just it, unfortunately, it's it's fun to watch the demise of this franchise because they're just they're it's they're terrible. They they've never been good. They've been a franchise for twenty years, and in their twentieth year, they have had to fire their head coach, bring in a new guy, bring in a new GM, their their owner and their president of football operations are both accused of and and proven to be uh, racist bigots and mm-hmm. uh and and they got they had to let go of their 
best defensive player arguably in the history of the franchise because he was tired of it. If J.J. Watt is tired of it, there's a problem. Uh, right. Deshaun Watson, I, I st- while I still think he did something wrong, I think there's <laughs> something fishy going on there. Yep, agreed. Uh, for, so it's just it's, it's interesting and, and kind of fun to watch uh, a billionaire's uh, franchise fall as, as hard as the Texans have. Yeah, that, I mean, that's the funniest thing. The funniest thing you said, I can't believe they were mathematically eliminated before Detroit. Detroit can still make the playoffs, by the way. Detroit that's can that's, still that's make fucking wild. That's wild. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You said the article, like, like the 50 different ways. So they can get, <laughs> like, like, so it's like, so, so there's a chance, but that, that's, and that's wild. But listen, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. You know, they, they have not handled anything well. The only error they did really well, obviously, was the Gary Kubiak uh, error. Yeah. And they would make it, you know, a little bit of Bill O'Brien before he started losing his mind. The beginning of Bill O'Brien because it was the team he inherited. Right, exactly. So, yeah, so, you know, they had about uh, the 20, you know, about five or six years. And they was like, you know, somewhere relevant or whatever. So, you know, but they always got sent home early by us or, you know, some, somebody else in the playoffs. So, yeah, but you know, like you said, when you gave the talent has come through there. So, you know, uh, you know, Mario Williams, Damian Clowney, J.J. Watt. Brian Cushing. Yeah, Brian Cushing, right. Uh, with, with, yeah, yeah, Wendy, uh, Wendy Merciless. Um, yep. you know, it's just, you know, uh, it, it's, it's amazing who was, was come through there. And, uh, you know, I think about one of the corners is Jonathan something. I know he was 24. I just Jonathan Joseph. Yeah. Jonathan Joseph. There you go. Yeah. So it was just like, man, like you, you've, you've had some great guys come through there and it just had, it just hasn't mattered. You know, uh, I think, you know, Cooks is there now and I feel bad for David Cully. I do. I feel bad for David Cully once again. Another situation when, you know, an African-American coach comes in and, you know, they're, they're coming into a really messy situation. Now, granted, you know, he couldn't have foreseen, even though the, David, the, the Sean Washington was already out there by the time he took the job. Um, I get it. If you don't get it now, you probably wasn't going to get the role, but this probably wasn't it. It probably wasn't, but it but wasn't. But I, and I get it. Like, you think about, okay, I got to take it. But it's just like, I just, I just wish that, you know, he could have waited maybe one more year. I don't think it'll be. I don't think it'll be held against him. Oh no, it's not gonna be held against him. But you know, he he won't he won't make it past next season if they have another season like that. And that that's what bothers me. If if he doesn't make it though, if he doesn't make it, and this franchise is as bad as they've been, mm-hmm. you can't in your right mind, as as a coach at any level, take that job. Like you just can't. I, I mean, yeah. I, I've been around college sports enough and and watched enough professional football and professional sports in general like it, that franchise i understand why he took the job i get it yeah and yeah. I, and it was it, it was a crappy situation and, and even when nick casario went there i even said it on on an episode after casario and like i don't know what he's doing and then and then he and then he's not answering his phone when people are calling him to trade for deshaun watson he's not he's not answering his phone people are leaving him messages and filling up the voicemail and nick casario just got there I think there I think there's just a directive from from ownership of the higher ups. And I don't I don't know if they're trying to liquidate assets and they're gonna sell the team. But I mean, this is a problem and it's a problem that the NFL has to address. And I know that they, that this year they've they've addressed a lot of the issues with Washington and they've addressed a lot of the issues with uh John Gruden, um, who who's now suing the league and and you know, we'll that'll be in development for a while, but you can't you can't look at the Houston. T- I, I I understand that there's favoritism among the owners, and while 
while uh, Roger Goodell is the commissioner, something a lot of people don't realize is they're like, well, well why doesn't he do this to these organizations? Because he's not he's not in control. The the owners are. He's he just oversees it. Now, are there disciplinary things that have to come down? Yes, absolutely. When Jim Ursay was caught in Indianapolis with a, a bag of cash and drugs uh, in his car, uh, Jim Ursay is still. It wasn't a casino. It was lit. It's so, it's so funny because you look at and, and I, I mean funny in, in, a, in a full paw kind of way, not a funny haha. But you look at Jim Ursay, the dude's actually not a bad owner. Like he's a good yeah. owner. And his players and his organization, they love him in Indianapolis. And he's so, he's so good for the city of Indianapolis. He's done so much. But you look at something like that story, and no, McNair, the the owner of of the the Texans, has not been right. caught doing the things he's been doing. And Stan Kroenke uh, is just a terrible human being, but he hasn't been caught right. doing those things. But it's like Jim Irsay is a good owner in the NFL because you have the cons, the the Kroenkes, the I mean, Mark Davis is even a good owner, and, and I mean he inherited the team. But this McNair guy in Houston, man, like he just the NFL has to do something about about him and and i don't know where that begins but but he he needs to sell that team because right now no matter what the detroit lions could have gone 016 and one the houston texans are the laughing stock of the nfl facts well i mean maybe maybe so uh not to dip into basketball but it's relevant to the conversation so uh neil O'Shea, who has served as the uh gm of the portland trailblazers for a while uh you know they, they lost an investigation on him and you know, found him to be racist and had bigoted statements and uh, the whole nine. So, you know, I think the other day they, you know, as we record this on a on a Wednesday day, you know, they they let him go. You know, or yep. as they say, as they say, relieved him of his duties. Yeah, yeah, mutually parted ways. Yeah, yeah, please, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, y'all y'all fired his ass. Say, yeah, right, own, own that shit. But nah, man, I just I think that maybe now you launch an investigation on, on McNair, like. Well, I you, think you, got, you got you got to do something. Even yeah. you said, I know you said it was proving, but now it's like okay, and that's that's why I'm so I'm so intrigued by the John Gruden thing. Like, I want dominoes to fall. Well, it's just gonna be it's gonna be just like the Wells report. It's gonna be like all these other criminal cases that have come out through sport. You know, it's like the Epstein flight logs. Like, we're gonna yeah. find out all these things about all these people that we, you know, and you know. And some people are going to skate by because there is going to have to, I shouldn't say have to be, there is going to be a, a, a level of guilty, uh, within this, right? Like, yeah, John Gruden, well, what he did and what he said, as I, as I talked to a, a, a black male here, what he did and what he said was unacceptable. Right. But, right. but there's, there's a lot worse things than John Gruden's emails going on in this world. And and this case in this case is going to expose those people, right? I just love a good scandal. So I I I right. <laughs> Ray sitting here watching the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, you've been, you've been, obviously I'm not really. I'm like, listen, I listen. I'm like, listen. I was like, wow, okay. Um, you know, like like I said, you guys brought it up for me. Uh, you guys were on that show right after, so I appreciate y'all for uh, telling my joke, but. He 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 and definitely his email definitely was spider white two banana at gmail.com. I'm more hotmail at that at that time. Well maybe he's older, so it might have been spider white two AO AOL, right? Or a net zero, right? Uh <laughs> <laughs> net zero. Dude. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, oh my God. 
Oh, that di- di- dial we up. We had web TV when I was growing up, but I thought it was the coolest thing when we had it. I love it. Like, Dad, what, what's wrong with you? Yeah, I love it. I love it. It's great. Yeah. So, look, yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm here for a good schedule. So, I, I, I'm a John Gruden. I'm singing like a canary. And whatever you want to know, he's got nothing to lose. He's got nothing to lose. You fired me already. I got Mark, my, my friend Mark gave him the money. Yeah, I got my money from Mark. Cool. I'm singing like a bird. Uh, yo, just like Nelly Furtado. I'm singing. Whatever and you, you know want to know. It was a, a lot of that money was was uh, guaranteed, and you know Mark Davis, the Davis family is loaded. So I'm not saying he's still getting paid by the franchise. I don't think that's what. But I can guarantee you, we cut him a check on the side or handed him a couple so stacks. Like, are you sure. Because he didn't want to do that. Mark Davis didn't want to let go of him. Are you kidding? Yeah. And now, now, granted, Dave Dave doesn't like him, and I understand why Dave doesn't like him. I, he's not like the greatest coach of all time. He won a Super Bowl off of Tony Dungy's uh, coattails. Like I, I get that. But mm. man, like they didn't want to let him go. And that, right. that, that meeting was probably like, man, what are you doing? Like, why, why are you sending this stuff? Like, you know, you know, we have to let you go. Now we have to save face. We just moved to this new city. We just moved and we're, we're trying, you know, this, this is a, a sport and a world where, where it's a very, it's very diverse. And this world is very much progressive into this, in, into this world of acceptance. And that's what we have to do. And you can't, you can't be saying these things. And, and he didn't want to let him go. So it was like, you know, shake my hand. Here's a, a couple stacks for you on the way out the door. And that, that none of that. Imagine, is, imagine, imagine that. Oh, oh yeah, because because that never happens. You know, it's like, and, and I, I'm I'm not comparing anything, but it's like it's like when um there's like a, a scandal with a teacher or a police officer or mm-hmm. something, and it's like, oh, they're on paid administrative leave. Well, great. So they're learning their lesson to sit at home and still collect a, a taxpayer payment. Now, granted, there's no taxpayer payment coming from the, the Raiders to John Gruden. You know what the comparison is I'm trying to make. So it's just, it's just, yeah. But when it comes to the Texans, there, there's so many bad owners in sports. Good God. Are there bad? Like, like I get on John Henry all the time because I think John Henry is a bad owner. But when you break it down and you actually look at it and again, Mike and Dave tell me all the time, he's really not a bad owner. No, he's not a bad owner. I just, I think he's a bad owner because he tries to puff smoke up our ass and tell right. us that he's going to do X, Y, and Z and then doesn't. Is he right. a good owner of, of Liverpool? Uh, Liverpool? Yeah, Liverpool. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. But, like, man, Stan Kroenke, what a piece of shit that guy is. And yep. McNair down in Houston. Like, and Dan, Daniel Snyder in Washington. Like, boy, he, he's got to go. He, 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 he's got to be next. He's next. I'm sorry. Well, I don't know, but he doesn't have to be next now because his wife's in charge. He handed the company over to his wife. So so now she's the one making all making all the decisions. So it, it's all it's all it's all this crap about saving face, right? I mean, that's all it is. And, and, yeah. and you know what? It's it's interesting because we we've gone down a rabbit hole, but it actually works because I'm gonna bring up the Lions now and the Ford yep. family that owns the Lions. Mm-hmm. And so many times, whether it's in a Facebook group or on a on a tweet or something, this Lions team has not been good. They've, they've been a they're a bad football team. But if you weren't a Lions fan on Sunday, unless you were wearing purple and gold and you're a Vikings fan, if you weren't a Lions fan when Jared Goff threw that touchdown, you you don't you're not you're not a red blooded human being. Like you're just you're just wow. not. Like that was that was so fun to watch them to watch them win and to see dan campbell dan campbell is one emotional dude 
He is right. an emotional teddy bear. And I love that in the NFL because he's no. a meathead. He is a meathead and he is emotional. He wears his heart on his sleeve. He may not be the best coach in the world, but boy, did his guys want to run through a wall for him. And yeah. And, and, but so the, the point was, is going back to owners. I've seen people say, well, they got to, they got to, you know, we did it. We got rid of the Lions franchise, right? When we, when we did the banning game last year, we got rid of right. it. Yep. But people have been saying, I don't know, they got to do this. They sell them. It's like, no, listen, who's one of the biggest advertisers in the NFL? Ford. Ford. Who owns the Detroit Lions? The Ford family. They're not getting rid of them. They, no, they're not going anywhere. They're staying in Detroit. Detroit's a good sports town. They're staying in Detroit. They're not going yeah. anywhere. Sure, they haven't won anything since 1960, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's a good sports Listen. town, and they, they still sell that place out, and they still sell tickets. But this it, is what yeah. it is in the NFL, is that these owners, to, to kind of change the, the tune a little bit here, these mm-hmm. owners get this preferential treatment. Right. Merce gets a slap on the wrist. The McNair thing gets swept under the rug. You know, the Daniel Snyder. Right, Robert Kraft still. Robert, Robert Kraft stuff. Yeah, 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 I was going to get there. But yeah, Robert Kraft stuff gets mm-hmm. swept under the rug. And he's like, you know, Goodell's right-hand man. And, you know, again, right. uh, the Kraft family, uh, slightly removed from the, the, the Kraft company. But it, it it is still a similar family. So Daniel Snyder, same thing. So they, they turn the team over to his wife and they fire John Gruden. Because he had he had something to do with with that whole that whole thing, so it's like it's just about finding the fall guy, right? Who oh, who is the NFL player that said that? Was it Aaron Hernandez that said that? Make sure you have a fall guy. No, it was uh, Chris Carter. Chris Carter always make sure yeah. you have a fall guy. And the yeah. NFL- no, I mean he, he's not he, he's not he he wasn't wrong. If you got he got backlash for that, but I'm like no, like when you're at that level, you have to because it's like yo, if I'm the one bringing in the money, I need to make I need to be the one that's always around, but. Uh, as far as David Sonic goes, like I said, I, I I don't care who we, I don't care if he transferred it over to his grandchildren. He needs to go. That's him. That's him. Next guy, Stan Carter could be next to. I don't know all the stuff he's done, but well, he's the one. He's the one that basically I don't want to say unlawfully, but he's he's the the owner that moved the Rams out of St. Louis and basically screwed the city. Oh, right. Oh, oh, that's okay. That's what that was. Got you. Okay. And and the um, man, the the Manchester Manchester United, that's the soccer team he he owns. They hate him too. Like they hate him. They want him out. Actually, they hate a lot of the American owners because the American owners in in English soccer are like the Cronkies and the Henrys of the world. So it's literally just a money grab for them instead of like playing for the fans and owned by companies that because they sell out to Americans and to the oil tycoons of Saudi Arabia. Yeah, damn that. So that that's that's crazy to me. So so okay, that that makes me matter when I when I I think about that even with the John Henrys and stuff like. The fact is, you're bringing in that much money, bro. That much fucking money, and you're saying, "Hey, we won't go and spend that." Great. I'm I'm thinking about baseball. I didn't want this guy here, but I'm just thinking you couldn't assign Syndergaard one year or two years for Listen, twenty. I want a salary cap in baseball. This is this is a completely different thing. I right, want right, right. We get this at the top, but it's just like we'll we'll be back together. But it's just like what what what? And I actually I, I disagree with that too. But we, we can get it. So <laughs> I, I, I I want the but it's just like. You you have all the money. Like what? I, I, why do you? How are you complaining about paying players when the money is coming back ten and twenty fold? Because well, right. It's the same. It's the same reason that that owners uh, of companies don't want to pay employees more 
Oh, well, then we're going to have to raise the cost of goods. No, you're going to have to cut your paycheck from 20 billion to 15 billion. Nobody needs that much oh, freaking money. Oh, Nobody oh, needs that much oh, money. I oh, what? <laughs> Nobody needs that much money. Give people a living wage. You don't have to give people a million bucks. But you sitting up there in your ivory tower, you know that, that oh, all of a sudden the billionaires got nothing to do. So they got to have a space race. Well, listen here, Mr. Richard Bronson and Elon Musk, like get over yourselves. Like th- this is, this is crap. Uh, but the, p- the point is, is you're right. Hey, kid, just, just wait till we're paid. Yeah, right. Yeah. And yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm buying a, I'm buying a space. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm buying, I'm buying, I'm buying the Fenway group. I'm, I'm buying the Fenway group and I'm disbanding it. Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so I love so, it. But so uh, not to get economical there, uh, but back to football. So yes. uh, now that we've solved all the world's problems, the Buccaneers right. won again this week. They beat the Falcons. The Eagles beat the Jets. Uh, Gardner yes. Minshew is a good NFL quarterback. I don't care what anybody says. He's a good NFL quarterback, and he's got the personality to boot, and his mustache is sexy. I, I love I love, I love, love the interaction with him and his father. After. I, I thought oh, that, was was, great. that was awesome. And it was, you know, it's just so, it's so cool to see a guy like that, that like, you know, mm-hmm. somebody was was talking about backup quarterbacks mm-hmm. somewhere, and it was like, you know, oh, this dude, uh, I think they were talking about, like, Chase Daniel and how he's made $38 million in his career, and they're like, he makes $38 million to be a backup quarterback, and it's like, and somebody else came on, and they were like a backup in the NFL. I can't remember who it was. Oh, it was Carson Palmer, uh, Carson Palmer's brother. Oh, Jordan Palmer. Jordan Palmer. Uh, it was on his TikTok, and uh, he came out and was like, you know, I was a backup quarterback in the NFL for a while, and it's it's not necessarily about standing there on the sideline with a clipboard, but it's about everything else you do during the week to get to Sunday as a, as a backup quarterback. You know, and it's like I look at a guy like like Brian Hoyer. I mean, Brian Hoyer was Tom Brady's right hand man for years. Like Brian Hoyer is a de, vac- de facto quarterbacks coach. I've said this before. He's the de facto yeah. quarterbacks coach for the New England Patriots because right now. The Patriots don't have a quarterbacks coach. They're, Josh McDaniels is listed as the quarterbacks coach on the coasting, coaching roster. So, you know, those backup quarterbacks are valuable. Now, is, now $38 million is, is heavy for, again, back to the economics of it. Does anybody really need $38 million? Probably not. But Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah, right. Yes, yes, I do. I do, so Yeah, Chase I Daniel do. doesn't, but I do. I do. Yeah, uh, yeah, right. Let me hang on. You know what? You just brought me back down to earth. Let me get off my soapbox here. But no. but point being is, um, it, it was good to see Gardner Minshew come in for the Eagles and and lead mm-hmm. them to a win. And it doesn't matter that it was over the Jets. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm sure he's happy to be. He was winning games in Jacksonville with a bad football team, and the Eagles are not a great football team, but they they got better weapons. Um, right. Cardinals beat Dave's Bears to go to 10 and 2. Uh, Chargers beat the Bengals. Chargers, you know, Chargers are such a weird team, but the Rams blow out the Jaguars. Washington beats the Raiders. The Steelers somehow beat the Ravens. There's another story. 38 year old uh, Ben Roethlisberger looks like he's done. And I think, I think we're all just saying, thank God we knew it three years ago. Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, but it, it also goes back to it's like death, taxes. And the Steelers beat the Ravens. Like Mike Tomlin just always finds a way to get this team to be to be both. And, and I I feel with John Harbaugh to understand, right? Like he he knows that that team is on his last leg because of injuries. And, and great, I know the record doesn't say so, but you know you, you just lose Humphrey for the year. You know you already lost. You know J.K. Dobbins, you've lost. 
uh, so many intricate parts on, on that roster. So they're, are they eight and four or nine and four? No, they eight and four because they lost. They were eight and three lost. So, so. you're right. They're kind of like limping, but, yeah. they're, but they're not a bad football team. No, they're, they're, they're the 2019 Pats. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're the 2019 Patriots, like, you know, started off hot. It was like, man, here we go. Let's, let's go. We're coming right back. And then, you know, you, you know, some, some of we go down here. Uh, you lose the game this year, and then it just kind of, it just kind of spirals, right? And like I said, they'll, they'll win a few more, obviously. Like, you know, Lamar's going to be good enough to get them another win or two, but. Well, they got a great, they got a good football team. I mean, you said before, Marquise Brown is, you know. Right. Yeah, but he's had some subpar, uh, you know, moments. So it, it's just going to be hard. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that Ben is out of there for a multitude of reasons, but. Yeah, you know, he he should have been done really after they beat we beat them in the twenty seventeen uh you know AFC championship game, but you know it's not like they really had a, a, a backup quarterback to really come in there. You know, there's no Kelly backs, there's no there's no, no. guy that can come in there really come in and really actually uh you know play play well. You know, there's no Antoine Randall, there's no highest Ward that can <laughs> can do some wide receiver trick plays. So you know, there's, there's a lot of things that got to be revamped in Pittsburgh, but you know, it's it's been time so. Um, you know, they, it's time. It's time to wave. It's time to wave the terrible town for the last time, and you know, kind of right off into the sunset. Is Ben a Hall of Famer? Yes. Yeah. He, not not for not 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 first ballot in my opinion, but he he definitely is a Hall of Famer. You know, not so many not many quarterbacks have two, and he was considered one of the best at this position for a number of years. So never was someone who was going to put up the forty or fifty touchdowns because they they focused on the run game. That's just how it was, especially early in his career. Uh, so whether it was still Jerome Bettis, then it turned into no, no, not Andy Sarah. He just I'm, I'm going back. Ah! Willie, Willie, uh, Willie Parker. Yep. Uh, Willie, uh, Willie Parker. Willie, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Le'Veon Bell. So you know, so the, you know, they, that that's that's the Steelers. Uh, you know, that that's just that's just their way of life. That's that they they run the football. That's their identity. So, just, um, but yeah, just, he's he's definitely a Hall of Famer for sure. You know, he he's you know, I, I don't know if he's. I guess you could say him the best of that 04 class for 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 quarterbacks. So some some may say Eli. I, I disagree with that. I, I think Ben was better than Eli and uh, Philip Rivers. Now I think if Philip Rivers won one, then he would surpass both of them. I think Philip Rivers put up the numbers those guys never did, but because he never won, he doesn't get the love that the other two uh, did because they both won uh, twice. But Philip Rivers had a hell of a career. Philip Rivers was was almost the the Dan Marino of of our era of quarterbacks. Yeah. Or, or you just say he was another Dan Fouts, another, you know, another Air Choreo type uh, offense in, in this era, just putting up numbers, putting up numbers. And, you know, you, you get there, you get there, you get there, you get there. Uh, I, think they, I think they went to a couple of AFC Championship games under him, or at least one. I know they went to one. Uh, they lost to us in 07. But, yeah, you know, he, he knocked at the door numerous times, but, you know, he, he got he got left at the altar uh, <laughs> plenty, plenty of times. So, but like I said, yeah, that that old four class was was the one to remember. But yeah, Ben Roethlisberger definitely uh, is a Hall of Famer, but it just shouldn't be first ballot. So in the NFC West, you have the uh, Cardinals at ten and two, the Rams at eight and four, and then the Forty ers lost to the Seahawks this week, who are now four and nine. Uh, mm-hmm. Those two teams don't. Nobody wants the third place spot in that division. Right. Uh, the Chiefs, the Chiefs come back and play a, a a bad football game with the Broncos. That was a bad football game. I love bad football, but that was a bad football game. Right. Uh, and the Chiefs win that one, twenty-two to nine. And then the Patriots rounded out uh, fourteen to ten over the Bills. It, what I mean, again, just to such an exciting season this year. I mean, it's just been it's been fun to watch, and there's been there's been a lot of controversy, like you said, and, and who doesn't love a good scandal? 
there you go. So you you want to you you got time to talk about the Celtics? Absolutely. All right, let's Absolutely. talk about the Celtics. From the outside looking in, I mean, you you watch these guys more than I do. I, I'm yeah. I'm a casual Celtics fan. I I listen mm-hmm. to it on the radio when I'm driving home from work, or you know, I I'll put it on from time to time, or I'll, I'll just pay attention to your commentary or Twitter or whatever it is. <laughs> and, and I and I my, uh, your, yeah, my, your my emotional takes. <laughs> yeah, your your Patriot style emotional takes. Oh my and, god! And, oh my god! From somebody that that kind of is on the outside looking in. Now, granted, you are too, but you're you're more involved with the team, uh, in in your fandom. I I don't like this basketball team, and it's not from a it's not from a general manager standpoint. It's mm-hmm. not from a head coach standpoint. I think Ime is doing a good job. I think he kind of came in there, and I think Brad said to him like, "Hey, man, this is a." This is a very tough group of players to mm-hmm. to work with. And he kind of laid down the law at first. I mean, I, I don't know how much suspending Marcus Smart for a preseason game really did. But I, I look at this team and I look at this roster and it it makes me miss the Bridgies. It makes me miss the guys that were in here getting those, you know, two, three, four finishes in the East every year for mm-hmm. a few years and not mm-hmm. quite getting there. But right. doing just enough to keep everybody waiting to see what was going to happen. Right. But now they've turned, they've quote unquote turned a corner, mm-hmm. and it's supposed, and they're supposed to be really good, right? Yeah. Like they should be the number one seed in the East. Well, not the number one, but they should still be a top four seed in the East. Yeah. Based yeah. on what everybody said they were going to be. I mean, of course, you still have the Milwaukee's. Uh, the Heat are still playing well. Uh, and obviously Brooklyn, Brooklyn, and uh, Chicago. Yeah. So. Brooklyn yeah. and, and Philly has their moments, but right. But this team is just not this isn't a good basketball team right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, right now, I mean that that's so we did. They're standing at you know twenty-five games in at thirteen to twelve. That record is a little misleading. And the reason why I say that, so uh, you know, you you spoke to the job that he made you is doing now. That I, I have to I have to, you know, before I get into what I think about them currently, I have to go back to uh, a few weeks, I think it was November first. They lost a game to Chicago. They was up 25, I think, and lost by, like, 20, which was uh, – and that, like, that broke me as a fan. Like, I was like, fuck them. I'm not watching Like, you remember that? I went ballistic on the chat. I went ballistic on Twitter. Like, I, whoever was hearing it, I was, I was going whoever left would listen. on. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it – was, whoever was listening, I, I was going off. And it was just like, yo, like, we – you can lose a game or games for that matter because it's the NBA and everyone on that court gets played, every, paid. Uh, everyone gets, uh, everyone works on a game in the offseason and works to practice and, you know, really good one on one, really good team ball. So that's going to happen. But the fight has to be there. But I will say, ever since Marcus Smart had that press conference where he talked about when I'm moving the ball, when I'm doing this, like they have played better. And their calling card is finally back. Really, it's the first time I've seen it since the 2015. 2016 or even 2016, 2017 year, um, when they even had a guy named Amir Johnson playing the four here, which is rid- ridiculous that he was still a starter at that at that point. But once again, that's another that's a rabbit hole show. They this team defends. They guard really, really well. Now they didn't guard well last night because you know the Lakers guys were just on. And that happens like it's, it's LeBron. AD yeah, LeBron took over that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're gonna go off, but they they defend. They lock you down. They held a lot of teams under 100, which is really hard to do in today's NBA. It's even hard. It's even hard to te- It's even hard to hold teams to even 105 points, let alone scoring 90, 95. So 
they've done that religiously. So defensively, they're there. It's offensively that, you know, they've had their struggles. Now, the last three or four games, offensively, they've had it. Last night against Lakers, they didn't have it, right? Lakers, you know, they showed up defensively. They they just just missing shots outside of uh, out of Tatum. But, you know, the reason why, you know, I, you know, when I talked about this with you in our pre-show meeting, you know, I... The culture changes there. I see that. But my my thing is, and my take that I want to make on, on Jalen Brown, and I know the take that you have on, on on JT, I'm almost out on Jalen Brown. And it's not because of the talent. That To say that he's not a talent, that that's that's dumb. Like I, that, that would make me less than a casual. That would make me someone that just doesn't know basketball. At all. Jalen Brown as a talent is a, phenom- is a phenomenal player. Uh, Jalen Brown as a man is is, is phenomenal. Like that's, that's, not, that's not up for debate. However, I am growing every day in more frustration with him not being on the floor. We see it with New England, how Bill has talked about it. Your best ability is your availability. If you cannot be on the floor, you cannot help your team. And I get that they're trying to be cautious because of things that's happened in the past with, with other players. I get that. We needed him last night against the Lakers. There's some other games that we've had so far that we needed Jalen Bright out there. He, he changes the game for us. But if he's not going to be out there, that he doesn't need to be on the scene. So I'm at a point now, you know, even more so before that, I talked about, you know, maybe the, both of them, you know, getting get dealt. But just from an, ability, uh, an availability standpoint, it might be better off to move off of him. I don't know if the whole Portland thing works. I know that's something that's been popping up lately from uh, Sham Sharnia. be a good spot for him. What, trade to Portland? Oh, it'd be a good spot for him. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, to play with Dave, I mean, it's just my thing is who, if if, if they're saying to bring back CJ, I'm sorry. I, and I, listen, I, I, I may get killed for those that listen to this and that are CJ McCollum fans. Yes, yes, I, CJ McCollum could play. That That's not the, but we don't need another guard that could score 20 a night. That's not what we need here. Now, if you say to me, you know, you bring in Nurkic or, you know, you talk about bringing in Norman Powell, who's a, who's a wing, now we now we might start with North Park and shoot a three. Okay, cool. Or even Robert Covington. Cool. I'm, I'm with that. But and I get it. Those names are not Jalen Brown. So I get it. I'm I'm this is this, you're not going to get fair value for a guy that's an all-star, guy that can get 24 and I get that. But those guys stay on the on the floor. And at this moment, you know, you just need to keep building around Tatum, in my opinion, with guys that are gonna be on the floor. Just say what you will about Jason Tatum. He doesn't miss games. The only reason why he missed games last year is because COVID took him out of there. He's available. Yeah, the attitude's gotta get better, but um, when he's on and locked in, he's as good as anyone in this. And I think they just need to maximize what they have here, not just with him, but uh, with the other young guys that that are here as as well. So, but I, I know you had a take on Jason Tatum, so you know, uh, let 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 us have it. <laughs> Do you remember when I was one hundred percent correct on Danny Ainge's handling of the Gordon Hayward situation? Yep. Do you, you remember that when, when Bobby yep. and I like got into it, like if we were in the same room, probably would have like shoved each other and maybe thrown punches. And then I was completely right. And I'm not bragging. This is just leading into my point of, yep. I, I oddly tend to be right on these Celtics takes. And I don't <laughs> know why I, I shouldn't be like, I've been wrong on the Red Sox. I've been wrong on the Patriots, not often, mm. but I, I've been wrong on the Bruins, but the, the Celtics have been pretty good. And, and. The biggest thing with the Boston Celtics is remember when, when Kyrie was here, yep. we were all like, man, generational talent, like so good, but he's, he's a cancer in the locker room. Yep. And then Jason, uh, Gordon Hayward came in here and it was, 
Manny got hurt, like can't do anything about it, but there's still a problem in the locker room. And they got rid of him. And not because of the problem in the locker room. They got rid of him for a lot of reasons that right. I'm sure that, you know, and then Kemba came in and there was still a problem in the locker room. I think Kemba played into a little bit of the problem in the locker room. Granted, he was still hurt and he's banged up. Right. Well, now we're back to the three guys that were here during that entire time. Mm-hmm. During the Kyrie, the Hayward, and the uh, the Kemba Walker eras of the Boston Celtics, those three guys stuck it out and are still here. By process of elimination, they still have to figure out what's wrong in that locker room. Because yep. when there's when there's players-only meetings, allegedly, Ime mm-hmm. will tell you that there wasn't, but Brad will tell you that there was. So now there's a communication issue. Yeah. There was a players-only meeting where nothing positive came out of it that was mm-hmm. reported. And there were apparently a shoving match or something that went on during that meeting. One of those three guys is a problem. Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. One of the three of them is a problem. So which one's got to go? Because right now, I would tell you, if, if you looked at it, I test and said, you can only keep one. Who are you keeping? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping Tatum. I agree with you. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I agree with you on that because he's the, he's the available one. He's the one on the floor. He's yeah. the one that's playing. He's also arguably the most selfish player of those three guys on the court. Yeah. Not in, yeah. not in general, just yeah. on the court. He, he has to be at times, but, <laughs> but, but, well, yeah, sure. But the thing is, is it might be time to trade both the trade away smart and Brown. And I think we're coming up to that point, and I think you will see one of them gone before the deadline, by the deadline. One of them will be out of Boston, which will probably help the team. And I think we're seeing the Celtics go back into, not a rebuild, but a a bridgey style move forward because they can use the guise of new GM, new head coach, new culture, got to figure out what's going on in the locker room because there's clearly a problem. So my yep. point, my point coming from what I said to start is they have to, they have to make a move and they're going to make a move. It's yep. just a matter of when, when. Yep. who, and where yep. and I'm with you. I think they keep, I, I think they keep Jason Tatum now going into this. When we talked about this at the beginning of the show and I was originally like, Hey, I, I had said to Ray, I I'm, I'm done with Tatum. I was, I was done with Tatum coming into this conversation. Craig had tweeted last night you know every time tatum goes to la you can tell he wants to be a laker well good send him there i'm tired of these guys in the nfl uh, nfl nba nfl uh, it's getting there it is well it's getting there in in pretty much every sport i mean look at jake debrusque basically calling his shot and in boston trying to get out of the black and gold and he's from he's from uh, edmonton so he wants to go back to western canada Great. Let him go back to Western Canada. But point point is, is that in the NBA, we see this a lot where guys play. A, and you said it's oh, every time he goes into that built the crypto.com center, not the Staples Center anymore. Every Staples. time. <laughs> yeah, right. It'll always be the Staples Center. Always be Staples. Always. It's just like when my when when Gillette Stadium uh was built, it was originally called CMGI Field. And my grandfather, who passed away in two thousand nine, but for the first seven years of that stadium, he called it CMGI Field. 
he re- he refused to call it Gillette. It was the it was the funniest thing. But besides yeah. the crypto.com center. But every time Jalen uh Jesus, every time Jason Tatum goes into that building, he plays well. Mm-hmm. And Craig's right. He he may want to be a Celtic. I mean a, a Laker. And if yeah. he wants to be a Laker, great, send him there. Give me a first round pick and a bag of balls. If he wants to if he if he doesn't <laughs> want to be here, if he doesn't want to be here, don't keep him here. That that's that's the way I see a lot of things in sports, especially really? the NBA, right? Where these guys ultimately control what goes on in this league and we saw mm. we've seen it with lebron on multiple occasions we've seen it mm. with Kyrie on uh, uh, on uh, attempted multiple occasions tried to do it here did right. it in, in in brooklyn but it, it's at the point ray where something's got to give and i don't mm. think tatum's going to be the one that leaves mm. but if he doesn't want to be here don't keep him and if that means at the end of the day getting rid of smart Tatum and Brown and starting over from square one, then let's do it. Yeah. I, I mean that, I mean, I think that's, that might be in, in case of emergency break glass situation with all three of them being gone. And that, sure. I think that's something that could happen. Um, anything is possible in that regard, but um, right. yeah, and, and I, I, I think, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I do think, I mean, even though Marcus Smart also has played better since he called up the team, he's also played better. He's not jacking up shots the way he used to, but I just, I do think, like even getting Horford back has been huge. Yeah, Anna's like, been Anna's been great. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're, they're too, they're too. They're too. <laughs> and, yeah, they hurt too, hurt too. Yeah, they've been awesome. You know, Anna was still waiting for you to come on the show. That's right. Um, you know, you, you know, you, you said you would get back to us, but you know, anyway, love, love you anyhow. But I will say, and we can we can end after this. The Indiana Pacers are looking to blow blow it up, so they put you know Turner on there on on the block, Sabonis on the block. Uh, Remember when we should have had Miles Turner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but I'm I'm fine with that. With that, horrible. like he came back, so I'm cool with that. But um, at, at the moment, yeah, absolutely, we we should have had both of them. But because to me, and once again, I know this is going to be self defense. Listen to this: if Indiana said, "Give us Marcus Smart for Malcolm Brockton," I would be on the clo- like I immediately break immediately. I, I'd ride right I'd, now. I'd ride on the plane with Smart. Yeah, right, right now, right now. Like, hey, like. Listen, what a sign, like, listen, because Malcolm Brogdon defends just as well as Marcus Martin. He shoots better than, than Marcus. Him and, him and JB are really good friends. Him and Jalen Brown are really cool. So, I, to me, I, I I just think that that would, be, that would be great. I also, I love Sabonis as well. So, if we had to give up Horford, Smart, and either uh, Pritchard or Neesmith or Langford, one of those three guys, or Grant Williams. Pritchard, Bob, what would Bobby do? Hey, listen, what, 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 this... Malcolm Brogdon and 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 Turner would be an upgrade. Once again, I like Pritchard. Pritchard was that, that game against Portland the other night. He was he was great, but he's forever, for whatever reason he's in Emay's doghouse, and I, I I don't know what's happened by him. He just hasn't played, and I don't know if uh, Emay saw how uh, great Popovich uh, dealt with Tony Parker, and maybe that's how he's working with. Excuse me, that's maybe that's something he's doing with Pritchard, and I'm like I don't know, but I'm like Pritchard Pritchard can can play. We saw him the other night. I'm like yo. He's someone that can score in in bunches, so you need that instant offense. So the fact that you had a twenty one point guy whenever you want off the bench, and you just you just sending him that that's a coaching thing, right? That you need you, he, he needs to get better with those rotations. But yeah, if they were offering Brogdon or either Sabonis or Turner or even Levert, who Levert off the bench for us would be great. Dennis Schroeder has been great, but. Carol Levert at six seven coming off the bench, who can easily get twenty a night and can and can spark start if Jalen Brown and Tatum are out. That's the type of stuff we need to look into. But I I just don't know what Brad wants to do. But it, some some something's got to give, like you said. And 
Uh, we'll see. But whether it's, whether it's December 15th, which is next Wednesday, that's when you can start trading players that you just signed or traded for. Um, or maybe the trade deadline in February. But whether it's a minor sweep or a major sweep, we got to see some change here in uh, Celtics Nation. I think the Celtics are going to play for a playoff spot. I don't think they care which one it is. And I think we're going to see uh, core players leave. I think we're going to see core players stay. I think we're going to see a lot. Of, I think the Celtics team is going to move around. You have a new GM, a new head coach. They brought it in. They're they're now evaluating and seeing what works for Eme and what works for Brad yep. uh, in their in their current positions, and and they'll they'll act accordingly. I I'm with you. Let's. I've been calling for Marcus Smart to be traded for a while. So, but then one of the other two guys. I think you're right. Jason Tatum is the guy to keep around. But serious, like if he, if he goes out to LA and wants to ball out out there, but can't walk into the Garden, one of the, and and ball out here, you know he does. He does, but it, it was a different energy last night. And I, I turned. Yeah, I, I just. Yeah, I, 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 it's, it's a Kobe thing, though. I think that Kobe was his favorite player. We all know that. And I just think that I think he since Kobe passed away, I think he's made a pact to himself, saying every time I come into this building, I'm going to dominate. Well, why don't and you just, why doesn't he just play that players, way everywhere? Players are the same thing. But why doesn't I mean, he just play that? Like, oh, why does it have to be the building that Kobe built? Why does it? Why, why does it have to be that building and, and not, and I understand this because he's his favorite player, right? Like if yeah. I'm a professional athlete and, and, you know, Peyton Manning was my favorite player, like, yeah, sure. Every time I go to, into Lucas oil stadium, I might play a, a, with a little more heart than right. everywhere else. But man, why, why aren't you just playing like that for Kobe all the time? Kobe was the best of all time. And he was, he was great to the young guys and I'm, I'm sure. And, you know, I know he knew him just from coming up with the, through right. through the ranks and, and playing in the NBA and and he knew Kobe and and that's that's great. I, I I got no I have no qualms with their relationship or how he wants to play. But man, what do you just just do that every night? Just do that. Yeah. I'm so sick and tired of it. NBA players especially sitting out and and picking and choosing the games that they play and and you know like you know what tomorrow I just I don't I don't want to go into work tomorrow. So I'm just gonna. I'm just going to hang out. You know, maybe I'll go. Yeah. I'm just going to sit there and, and, you know, like everybody else around me can work and I'm, I'm just going to hang out because I, I just don't feel like doing it today. It's just, it, it just gets frustrating to me, but, it, but in a vacuum to the Jason Tatum thing, man, just play like that in all thir- in, in all 30 venues, just play like yeah. that in every single one of them, man. Like go out and honor Kobe by playing that way every single night in every single arena in the country. And, and this this team will be better for it. This organization will be better for it. So absolutely. So if he wants to go into that more. building and play like that because Kobe was his 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 guy, maybe that does mean he wants to be a Laker. Trade him, send him. First yeah. round pick in a bag of balls. <laughs> yeah, I'm listen. Brad Brad Stevens would be uh, his tires amongst other things would be slashed if he. Oh yeah, he'd he'd have to like, be on the first train. would have to Taylor would have to walk and go to LA. Like, you can't trade him there. You you have, you have to you have to leave via free agency. It's like you know what you know I've, I've enjoyed my time here in Boston, but it's, it's time for me to yeah. That's that's how it has to happen. You, or you or you not, or you spin you it that he asks for a trade. Right. Well, right. But I'm saying, but you you, you can't you can't trade him. Like you can't. Okay, put it like this. You can't willingly do it. It's one thing if he says to you, hey. You know, these are the these are the these are the few teams I go to. Fine, whatever that happens, that that's what the NBA players do. But you can't willingly say, okay, I will we'll trade him to uh, L.A. But at the same time, the guy that his, his predecessor, so to speak, Paul Pierce is from Inglewood. He's from L.A. 
Paul Pierce used to kill the Lakers in every building. I mean, in, uh, in, his, in the Staples Center in, in his career. So crypto. Maybe, maybe that's just what it is, right? Huh? Crypto.com Center. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And in the crypto.com. So maybe, maybe, I may maybe be off base on this, right? I, I may be off base on it. You know what I'm like? I, I, it may just be because no, this, the no, you're, you're, this dog, you're not, you're not off base. Like there, there's moments where he takes, even though he's on the court, but there's some nice things he takes a night off, in my opinion. His, the, the defense has got better. His, his playmakers got better, which has been thing that that's, that's kind of been a weakness in his first few years. So now it's like, okay, we need nights where it just all comes together. Last night it came together. They're in the same building tonight because they're playing the Clippers. Right. Um, as, we, as I said, we record this on a Wednesday. So he, he might rest on have 40 tonight after this drops. He might have 40 well, that, tonight. See, but that's, um, that's that, the other that's thing, too, is. is like, if Kobe's his guy, is he going to play different in that building because he's playing the Clippers than, than if he's playing the Lakers? You know what I mean? Like, he, 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 did, I, he did last year. He, he, dropped, he dropped four to what I know. I'm that's gonna, true. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. yeah. I, I remember ago. that. But yeah, the game two years ago, I, I was like, he hit what should have been the game winner on Paul George, and then, you know, things happened. But yeah, they Paul George, as good as he is, can't can guard him. And they traded some other guys that could that could kind of guard him, but there's no one on that team that could guard. Uh, well, just not just well. Let me just be real. There's no one in the league that can guard him when he's when he's hot. Period. He's six. He's six nine. He, he his play his shot doesn't get blocked. The only thing with him, my only concern with him, just keep driving to the basket. I don't care if you're in Saskatchewan. I don't care if you're in <laughs> Turkey. I don't care if you're in. Uh, I don't care if you're in uh, Field Gym, which is where I, you know, <laughs> yeah. Just don't. I I don't care where you are. Just keep driving to the basket. And if he gets to the free throw line. Something's got a chance to win a lot of games. So uh, you can't defend me and Ray either. You can only hope to contain us. Thanks right. for joining us on this episode of Missing the Point. Uh, that That is all we have to say about uh, the NFL owners, the New England Patriots, and the Boston Celtics. So for Ray Sean Buchanan, I'm Joe Malkin. That's my cat. This has been Missing the Point. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend and uh, a bye week for the Patriots. And uh, the MTP. We'll talk at you next week. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electric Cast production. Electric Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electric Cast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electric Cast Networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electric Cast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electric Cast.